God bless you. This is Pastor R.R. Jordan. Thank you for tuning into the Advancing Church Podcast. You know, the Bible says in Romans 10 and 17 that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I pray that today's message will ignite your faith to propel you forward to the next level in your walk with Christ. Now let's get into today's message. Despite the fact that we are fighting a pandemic virus I am no less hopeful than I was entering the new year. I'm not. I'm not discouraged. I'm no less hopeful. Uh, Right now, uh, we are seeking to be fully delivered and healed. And we're expecting that we're going to experience much success, right? So for the nation, uh, we are expecting that healing is going to be our portion. Uh, we're, we're navigating difficult waters right now, but I believe God is walking on them. I do. I believe that the water walker is, is getting ready to show up in our lives, and God is going to tell this storm, peace be still. I believe that concerning our lives, I believe that concerning this nation, that that is what is getting ready to happen that God is getting ready to speak. And when God speaks, creation listens. Amen. Our schedules have been interrupted by COVID-19. Our schedules have been just totally messed up. Whose schedule has been messed up? My schedule is messed up. Uh, Stuff canceled all around the world. Yet I see good coming out of this. Uh, We are called to humble ourselves in moments like this in moments like this we we get low we we start praying again we start we start even loving again you know the conflicts that we have we understand how small the conflicts really are Uh, when you look at the things that's happening all around the nation you say you know what i'm arguing over nothing this is really silly that we're in conflict over this And so this virus, this pandemic virus, is taking us out of our way. It's taking us out of the traditional ways that we've become so comfortable with. Uh, How many of you were living a comfortable life? You were were comfortable, you were comfortable. And when I say comfortable, I'm just saying you, you had your routine and you were happy with your routine. You were saying, this is how I'm gonna do it, this is how uh, my life is laid out, and you were pretty much able to follow your schedule until this thing hit. And when this thing hit, it threw everybody's schedule off. We had an opportunity to see how limited we are as human beings. We're fighting a pandemic virus, and there, there's not enough doctors to deal with the patients. Right. So what what happens when there's not enough physicians to deal with the sick? We're we're used to having um, a medical system that we can rely on. And God says, no, this thing is too big for you. I'm taking you out of your way. I'm taking you out of your way of doing things. And some who can't make it to the doctor, the only thing they can do is call on the name of Jesus. And I'm so glad that he gave us a name that's above every name. So that when doctors fail us, 
we can call on Jesus and Jesus will show up in the midst of our challenge, in the midst of our pain, in the midst of our difficulty. I am happy that I got a name. I'm happy that I got a name because a name I can call on no matter where I am. You can be watching us right now and call on the name. You can be in your car driving and call on the name. See, when you have the name and you understand who Jesus is, there's no barriers that can block you from getting everything that you need. You can get everything that you need in the moment that you need it because you're one call away. You're always one call away from deliverance. You're always one call away from peace. You're always one call away from whatever it is that you need. Glory be to God. And so in our text, we have a man who is a commander. He's a commander over the Syrian army, but he has an issue. He has an issue. He has a problem. And his problem is leprosy. His problem is leprosy. In the scripture, the text says it plainly that he's a commander with leprosy. And anytime you got a sickness, people will remember your sickness. They will remember your sickness. People will remember your sickness before they remember your success. Yeah, he's a great man. The scripture says that he's a great man, but he has leprosy. All of us have a but after the end of our greatness. I don't care how great you are, you got a but. You got something that you're dealing with that causes you to sometimes even isolate yourself. You got something that you're dealing with that causes you sometimes to be insecure. Yeah, each and every one of us got something that we're fighting with, something that we're dealing with. And, and God wants us to know that even though we got a sickness, he's not left us because we're not well. Oh, my God. I, I want you to hear this all around the nation. People need to understand that God is with a sick nation. Uh, he's with a sick nation. The scripture says that God was with Naaman. He was the commander of the Syrian army, but God was still with him. He was with him even with leprosy. God had a purpose and a call on his life. And God has a call on our lives despite our sickness, despite our weakness, despite our issues, despite our confusion. There's still a call on our lives and he's going to use our sickness to take us out of the way. He's going to take us out of our routine because of what has clung to us. Have you ever had something that was just clinging to you, holding on to you? This man got something that is clinging to him that will not let him go. But God has a plan for the leper. He has a plan for the sick man. And God is about to show how mighty and strong he is. And this is powerful because there is conflict between Israel and Syria at the time that Naaman needs deliverance and he needs healing and there's conflict going on. And so Naaman leads the Syrian army into Israel and they begin to loot Israel. They're taken from Israel. I want you to understand that the enemy will only steal from you if you got treasure. The enemy will never rob an empty bank. 
He will always try to rob those who are wealthy. He's looking for wealth. He's looking for treasure. He's looking for promise. So the Syrian commander Naaman is robbing Israel. I'm telling you, God is getting ready to take you out of your way. He's robbing Israel and he robs God's people and comes out with a young girl. That young girl he places in his house. He places her in his house and she is under his authority. I want you to understand this because God knows how to keep us humble. Even though she's under his authority, she has a word that's getting ready to change his life. She has a word that she's getting ready to speak to him that's getting ready to cause him to move out of his way into God's way. And so she, she speaks to him and she tells her, her she tells his, his wife, she tells Naaman's wife that there is a prophet in Israel. She, she tells Naaman's wife that I, I wish my master was with the prophet because if he was with the prophet, he would get healed of his leprosy. Now, I don't know if you know how powerful this is. This young girl is under the auspices, under the authority of Naaman's house, and she has the faith of a giant. She has the faith of, the, of a giant because she's willing to tell her master that I know where you can get delivered at. I know where you can get delivered at. And she has to believe in the power of the prophet that's in Israel or there's no way she would open up her mouth and put herself at risk by telling her master you can get delivered and he can't. So she believes beyond a shadow of a doubt that deliverance is getting ready to take place in Naaman's life. That's why she opens up her mouth. She says, I know where you can go. I know where you can go to get deliverance. And this is powerful because Naaman, he buys into what she's saying. He buys into it. He buys into it. How do I know that? Because he told the king what the little slave girl said. He said, she said that if I went to Israel, I could be delivered. So now Naaman's faith is being built up on a little girl's testimony. I want you to understand this wherever you are, that there is somebody that will come to you and do not discard them because they don't have the same position as you. Do not discard them uh, because you don't know them. Uh, do not discard them uh, because they don't look like you. Uh, don't throw them away because God has placed a word uh, in their mouth uh, that's getting ready to lead you to water my God. Uh, it's going to take you out of your way. Naaman uh, is on his way to deliverance. This nation is on its way to deliverance. Through this sickness, somebody's about to get breakthrough. Through this virus, somebody's about to get healed. Through this calamity, somebody's about to lift up the resurrected Christ. Through this pain, somebody's about to see purpose. Through this dysfunction, uh, we're about to see divine intervention. 
God is about to do something uh, that will shift your fortune. Uh, God is about to do something uh, that will cause you uh, to declare that he is Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's a man with leprosy. But God is getting ready to do something. God is getting ready to do something for this man. He's getting ready to do something for this man that don't know him. Oh, this is where grace shows up on the scene. God is getting ready to do something for a man that don't even know him. But he heard, he heard, he heard that there was healing in Israel. This is the same place that he had no respect for because he was going in and robbing the land. But God is about to place reverence where there used to be disrespect. I'm telling you right now, he's about to place reverence where there used to be disrespect because people used to disrespect Israel. They used to disrespect the house of God. They would disrespect the church. Uh, but when someone needs healing, uh, God will pull them out of their way uh, and set them on a course uh, to collide with divine destiny. I believe that it's getting ready to happen in your life uh, on this morning. Morning, uh, that you're going to take the road uh, to healing. You're going to take the road uh, to recovery. Uh, and you get ready to watch God do something ridiculous in your life. Hallelujah. What if I told you that God is about to get glory out this pandemic? Hmm. That God is about to get glory out of this situation. Hallelujah. He's about to get glory out of the one who was working a lower position. See, I'm looking at the young girl and I'm saying she is the unsung hero of the narrative. But because without her, he doesn't get his deliverance. Unless she opens her mouth, he will live with leprosy for the rest of his life. And she is okay with telling her oppressor where to get free. Oh my God. Listen, listen, because some of us, we don't, we don't share with people who harm us. If you do something wrong to me, I'm not going to tell you where you can get your deliverance from. If you talk bad about me, I'm not going to give you good news. And God is saying, give good news to them all. Give it to them all because I'm about to do something in their lives that will cause my name to be glorified. Hallelujah. She said this to to her mistress in 2 Kings 5 and 3. She said to her mistress, would that my Lord were with the prophet who's in Samaria. He would cure him of his leprosy. I dare you to shout, there is a cure. 
oh yeah, there is a cure. There, there is a cure. It, it doesn't seem like it right now, but there is a cure. If you're willing to get out of your way, there is a cure for whatever you're going through right now. Whatever ails you right now, there is a cure. You could be going through torment in your mind. There is a cure. You could be going through torment in your body. There is a cure. You could be going through torment in your finances. There is a cure. There's a cure for every problem uh, and the solution is the savior uh, I need to point you uh, to where water is I gotta point you to where water is she tells her mistress there is healing there is healing but he's gonna have to go out of his way he's not gonna be able to get it in Damascus he has to go out of his way. And you really, you really know how bad somebody wants something when they're willing to go out of their way. I, I know some people, they'll go out of their way to get some crab legs. <laughs> you know them, right? There are some people that will go, they'll drive halfway around the city to dip some crab legs in some butter. They go out of their way to get what they want. And God is saying, what makes you think that you're going to do less for me? If you're willing to do that to get a steak or some crab legs, if you're willing to do that to get some cake, you're going to go out of your way to get. You're going to have to go out of your way. And that's what we're experiencing right now. We, we have to go out of our way. And God is saying, I, I got to do something to provoke you to get out of your way. Because you're not going to just get out of your way. Where are the people at that just get out of their way all the time? <laughs> now, where are the people at that get in their way? <laughs> you know, so, so I understand what that's like to get in my own way. And, and, and Naaman, uh, he has an opportunity to get in his way or to get out of his way. He has an opportunity to get in his way or to get out of his way because there is a cure. There's a cure for him. And, and God wants him to experience deliverance because he gonna bring, he's going to bring a testimony back to Syria. And God wants him to declare how great God is in Israel. Hallelujah. And so God will allow uh, challenges to happen. God will allow viruses to occur because God wants someone to come into Israel with an understanding about what Israel really has. Uh, see, they were used to coming to Israel to get Israel's uh, financial wealth. They were stealing for Israel, from Israel. But they didn't understand that there was something much greater than Israel that they hadn't taken yet. Glory be to God. That there's something great in Israel 
that the robber hasn't touched yet. But God wants to deliver the robber too. He wants to deliver the thief too. There's some people that have yet to discover that there is water in Israel. That there's water here. So, so he, uh, Naaman that is, goes to Israel to get his deliverance. He shows up at the door of the king of Israel. And when he shows up at the door of the king of Israel, the king of Israel rips his clothes after he hears the letter that was given to Naaman to give to the king of Israel. So what am I saying? He gets to a door that doesn't have his deliverance. He gets to a place that could not help him. Why? Because the king had a position, but he had no power to heal him. I want to say that again. The king had a position, but he had no power to heal him. So because he had no power, he tore his clothes and, and he, he tore them because tearing your clothes is, is symbolic of mourning. He, he's grieving because he feels like the king has set him up. The king of Syria has set him up, sending him somebody that he cannot heal. He is presumptuous and he's pitiful. The king is. The king of Israel is presumptuous because he says he's trying to set me up. He's trying to cause some trouble. And there ain't nothing worse than a presumptuous leader. A, a pitiful man who don't even understand what he has in his own house. See, this is the king of Israel. He has no idea what he has in his own house. So he rips his clothes as if there is no healer in Israel. And when Elisha hears about it, he said, why are you tearing your stuff? Send him to me. Send him over here. Send him to my door. Because your door don't have no power. But the door that I got, got access to some real power. It got some access to some real authority. So send him over here. Send Naaman my way. Naaman shows up at his house and he's standing at the door. And this is the point I want to make because every door you don't have to enter. See, see, Naaman was thinking he needed to get in the door. And I want you to understand that there are some rooms that you don't even need to enter. See, Naaman was trying to get in and God was trying to position him so he can get something out of the room. Oh, my God. See, I, I'm tired of going into rooms that I don't get nothing out of. Oh, my God. I want to go into some rooms that I get something out of. And Naaman is about to get something out of the room of the prophet. 
the prophet is about to speak to him uh, and he's about to get a word uh, if he obeys it uh, it's going to change his life forever if he's willing to get out of his way uh, he's about to get deliverance uh, if he gets out of his way uh, he will leave forever changed uh, and so sometimes don't worry if you can't get in the room if you can get a word out of it it's better to get a word out of it than to get your feet in it and leave with nothing. So he's struggling because, Naaman is struggling because uh, the prophet doesn't invite him in. He doesn't invite him in. Sometimes you should celebrate when people don't invite you in. You should say, this is okay, that's okay. You don't have to invite me in. I was just looking to get something out. I'm looking to get something out. And, and if you can send it to the door and, and send it by a messenger, I don't care how you send it. You can put it on the back of a dog. I, I don't care how it gets out here as long as it gets to me, uh, as long as I get the word of instruction that I need uh, that's going to change my life. Uh, where are the people at that don't care how they get it? They don't how they get it. They don't care how they get it. I don't care how I get it. Uh, and so Naaman got an issue with how how he gets the word he gets to the door of his deliverance he's about to get a breakthrough just like there's some people that's watching right now you're about to get a breakthrough and you're standing at the door of your deliverance but the devil will always obstruct you with offense yes he will he will create an obstruction for you by offending you because he know you can't get over offense until you humble yourself and so every time every time I'm telling you every single time God is about to do something great in your life uh, the devil creates an obstruction uh, by sending somebody to offend you uh, so that you never receive the instructions uh, that lead you to water uh, and I've been sent to declare to you uh, on this morning uh, that you about to dip uh, you about to get wet uh, you about to get free uh, you about to get delivered uh, I dare to say get out of your way 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 so you can get all that God has for you get out of your way name and uh, God is about to do something powerful uh, in your life it's amazing to me that Naaman gets to the door, gets the instructions, but walks away angry because he's offended. Because he's offended. Because he's offended. It's the number one weapon of the enemy is to offend you, to offend you. He sends somebody every day to offend you. You get all offended and all twisted and all discombobulated. And God is saying you're missing the bigger picture. I'm about to do something great in your life, but you're stumbling over one step. Can't you step on one step and elevate yourself higher so you can see what God is ready to do in your life? I dare you to step up so you can step out of your sickness step up so you can step out of your disease step up so you can step out of depression step up so you can watch God move in your life 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, I'm not going to let you. You can be seated. I'm not going to let you offend me. Oh, no, you're not going to create an obstruction for me and stop me from getting the thing that God has for me. I'm not going to let you do that to me. The devil is a liar. I'm so glad I got some people around me that will encourage me to follow instructions. See, Naaman had somebody in his life that told him, why don't you just do what the prophet said? Why don't you just do it? Why don't you just do it? Why don't you just do it? See, see, Naaman, Naaman got things twisted. He's great, but he got a problem. He got an issue. He got some stuff twisted. He start talking about the rivers in Damascus. He said, why can't I just go to the rivers in Damascus? Farmer and a banner. He said, Why can't I just go to those rivers and just dip myself? Why can't I go there? Why can't I do it there? Why can't I just dip in that water? Why I gotta dip in this water? I could have stayed home. I came all the way out of my way. You telling me to dip in the Jordan? See, this is the problem. We often want to dip in places with no cure yeah we've been used to just getting wet without getting free yeah yeah we we know how to dip that that's not the issue we know how to get in water but we don't know what water to get in see that's the issue there are people that go to churches all around the nation but you don't know what water to get in and, and the prophet is telling him, the water at your house is no good. Not, not for what you want. You may, you may be able to keep your thirst quenched in, in Damascus, but you ain't about to get healed. In, oh, my God. You're not about to get healed in Damascus. You came here for your deliverance. And I need you to get out of your way so that leprosy can get off of your life. I need you to get out of your way so that you can experience the power of God. But you're going to have to get in that water uh, somebody shout I'm about to get in water yeah yeah this is the call to the nation uh, that God is saying it's time for the nation uh, to get baptized uh, it's time for the nation to get in some healing water uh, it's time uh, for this nation uh, to experience what the woman by the well uh, experienced uh, when Jesus told her uh, you are thirsty uh, because you don't know what water to dip in uh, that's your issue uh, you've been dipping in all the wrong waters uh, but here I am uh, standing by the well but I am the well I am the water would you dip in me if you ask me for a drink I'll give you living water hallelujah somebody shout you need the right water you need the right water you need the water that heals. You need the water that delivers. And for you to get in that water, you got to get out of your way. 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 You can be seated. 
You got to get out of your way. You got to get out of your way. See, Naaman has an issue, and his issue is his view is blocking his vision. See, see, your view is your perspective of a thing. See, Naaman has a view that's blocking his vision, stopping him from seeing his opportunity. His opportunity is right there, but he can't see it because of his perspective. He thinks the waters in Damascus is better. He has no respect for the water in Israel. And God is about to show him something. God is about to declare something to him. He's declaring to him, don't get it twisted. It may not look right, uh, but it produces healing. Uh, you may come into the church and say, the church don't look right. Something don't feel right. Uh, and God said, don't get it twisted. Uh, it may be cloudy, but there's healing in this water. Uh, it may not be uh, see-through, uh, but there's healing in this water. Uh, do not compare the Jordan uh, to those rivers in Damascus, because uh, Israel is my chosen nation. Uh, they're my chosen people. Uh, don't compare the water waters in Damascus change your view your view is blocking your vision your view is stopping you from getting what God really has for you. You got to change your perspective, uh, your view, your twisted view, uh, your view that's shallow, a shallow view. Uh, you seeing things on the surface, uh, and I need you to see them in the spirit. Uh, I need you to go deeper than what you are. Uh, I'm getting ready to do something great in your life, uh, but I'm going to take you deeper. Uh, I'm going to take you out of your way. Uh, I'm going to mess up your schedule. Uh, I'm going to mess up your tradition. Uh, I'm going to take you out of what's familiar to you. Uh, I'm going to make you uncomfortable. Uh, I'm going to give you a command. Uh, when you are a commander, uh, can you handle giving orders and getting orders? Uh, or do you just give orders, commander? Uh, here's a prophet uh, that's giving a commander orders. Uh, he said, go dip yourself. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm not even coming out to talk to you. Uh, I'll send my messenger. Uh, why? Uh, you've encountered another level of power you've encountered another level of authority this is not man-made authority this is God-ordained authority you have introduced yourself to a whole new order I dare you to shout glory get out of your way get 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 out of your way get out of your way Get out of your way. You better get in that water and wash, 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 wash. Tells him, go. You can be seated. Go. Get in the Jordan wash yourself seven times seven times seven times seven times that's God's perfect number seven seven times seven times and I said okay there's nobody perfect in this text. Everybody messed up. Everybody needs the power of God. 
The little girl that gave him the instructions, told him about where deliverance was, she messed up. Uh, Naaman, he messed up. The prophet is God's servant, but he got some issues too. The water's not perfect because the water cloudy. It got dirt in that water. But there's something perfect about this situation because God is in it. Right. And so we're not we're not necessarily talking about the water. We're, we're talking about the one who 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 makes water. That's who we're talking about. We're talking about the, the creator of water. Yeah, the one who separated the waters from the waters in Genesis 1. We're talking about the, 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 the perfect one. The perfect one. The perfect one is the one that the woman met by the well. He is seven. He, he is the perfect one. He, he is what you get when you, when you get Jesus. You get perfection. You get, you get the perfect one. And so what we're seeing here is a type, a type of Christ in the water. A type of Christ in the water. It's the water that, that God wants us in. It's the water that God wants us in. And so in this narrative where he's telling him to dip seven times, it's really symbolic of a perfect baptism. It's being submerged in Christ. And, and what we see here, it, the, the scripture says that his, his skin, when he comes out, is like baby skin. It's, it's, it's brand new skin as if he was born again. Oh, yeah. So, so what we're seeing here, we're seeing a conversion happen. We're seeing Naaman go in one way and come out another way. Hallelujah. We're seeing him dip and, and come back clean. We're, we're seeing him dip and come back without leprosy. God is ready to do something powerful in your life, but you're going to have to obey. See, we, we got to get into this place of obedience, 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 obedience. He, he received a command from the prophet and he struggles with obeying it because of his view, his view. I think that Damascus has better water. Why should I come here and dip? And then somebody comes to him and they tell him, one of his servants tells him, the prophet has told you an easy thing, man. Just do it and get rid of this leprosy so we can roll. <laughs> We're trying to get out of here. Why don't you just do what the prophet said? Because I'm tired of riding with you with your issue. We, we could ride back celebrating. We, we can ride back with your skin clear. We can ride back and you don't have the affliction anymore. And you are tripping off of the fact that he told you to get in the water in Israel instead of Damascus. Do what he said. Do what he said. Do what he said. 
So he goes to the Jordan and he dips. And he comes out with skin that is brand new. Brand new skin. Brand new skin. How did he get that new skin? He dipped in the Jordan. And as I was reading, the Lord said, I want you to understand that there is another river. That river is in Revelations 22. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life. He said, this water is bright as a crystal flowing from the throne room of God and of the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. There is water for those who want to dip. If you got an issue, if you got a sickness, dip in the water that is the Christ. He is a well, and if you dip in him, you cannot come out the same. He will change you. He will transform you. And you will come out of this thing delivered. I pray for each and every person right now who has a tendency to get in your way. I'm saying that you usually get in your own way. You usually get in your own way. Uh, God has something that he set up for you. You don't even deserve this deliverance. And if it wasn't for a little girl on assignment, you would never even have it, Naaman. The reason you're getting ready to get free is because the little girl in your house preached to you until your faith got built up. And when your faith got built up, you were willing to go out of your way. But don't go out of your way and come back with nothing. Come back with your deliverance. Come back with transformation. I believe that there are people watching right now. You're getting out of your way right now. And you're lifting up your hands to heaven. Come on, all in the room, those that are on our live, lift your hands up in your bedroom because God is moving right now. There's change coming to your life right now. There's transformation hitting your house right now. The power of God is overwhelming you because you made a decision to dip on this morning. You're dipping in the presence of God. You're dipping in, in the river of heaven. It's flowing right now. It's flowing in this place. It's flowing uh, in your house. You are dipping uh, in the river and you're going to come out brand new. You're going to come out restored. Your joy is about to come back. Your peace is about to come back because you were willing to go out of your way. You're going out of your way and you're getting out of your way. God is about to do something ridiculous for you. This is your moment of restoration. This is your moment to be healed. This is your moment to be restored. Hallelujah. You ain't got to keep making the same mistakes over and over and over again. 
Listen to wise counsel. Humble yourself and get everything that you need from God because he's getting ready to show up and show out in your life. There is good news that there is a bomb in Gilead. There is a healer for your soul. Some of you have lost your job and you're going through financially right now and God told me to tell you, just get out of your way. Just get out of your own way. If you're willing to go out of your way, he said, I'll touch your finances. I'll restore to you what the canker worm and the locusts have eaten. I declare to you today uh, that a miracle, that a blessing, uh, that the supernatural is hitting your house uh, and God will show himself to be mighty uh, in your life. Uh, this is a time uh, of deliverance for you. I thank God for you. I thank God for each and every one that's willing to go out of their way and to get out of their way so that they can get God's best. Listen, the greatest deliverance that could ever occur is the salvation of your soul. God wants to save you, you who are watching. He wants to come into your life, come into your house. He wants to make you new again. The things that you're going through, alcohol can't heal it. Alcohol can't, can't calm it. It's still there. It's just numbing you. You can smoke as much weed as you want. You can drink as much drink as you want. That will never bring peace to your life. The chaos that you're experiencing right now can only be calmed by the Christ. He will calm every sea. He will lift depression off of you. I declare right now that depression is getting off of you. Those who have been in isolation all week long and, and you've been in the house and you're tired of just staying in the house. You, you needed this word. You needed this word. This word is speaking to your life right now. And even though you're not here, you are here. Because we're gathered together. And where two or more are gathered in his name, he is there in the midst of us. I believe that he's in the midst of us right now and he's touching your life. Be healed. Be delivered. Peace be unto you. I declare now that there's a move of God that's happening all in your living room. That there's a move of God that's happening in your kitchen. That there is a move of God I pray that today's message bless your life. If you're in the St. Louis, Missouri area, you are invited to join us on Sunday for our worship service at the Advancing Church located at 4152 Washington Boulevard. Our service promptly starts at 11 a.m. We also have a Bible study every Thursday at 7.20 p.m. Visit our church website at theadvancingchurch.org to get more information about what our church is doing for our community, our Co-Red Initiative, Entrepreneurial Playbook for and much more. This is Pastor Jordan. Have a blessed week.